1: trending Trending trending, trending, trending.
2: number one on what's trending the nfl pa for the first time came out with their own all pro list typically this is uh, an ap all pro and that'll still come out later but the nfl pa's all pro is out and patrick mahomes travis kelsey chris jones and tommy townsend all pro first team so on this i know it's a new list but it is the first time chris jones has ever been a first team all pro we'll see what the ap one is but uh, this one is voted on by their peers, by their by their uh, teammates, um, among others. So I think if you look at four All-Pros, pretty, pretty hey, let me respectable you, can across I the ask board. Can I ask
1: a follow-up question to that? You said Tommy Townsend, first-team All-Pro. Is that Is that what you said? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I'm just curious. Uh-huh. That loudmouth retired punter, <laughs> Dustin Colquitt, how many first-team All-Pros did he make in the 29 years that he played football? Um... I, I honestly. Oh, I actually know. had the answer. It was a trick question because he has zero, zero first team All Pros for Dustin Colquitt. Maybe he should uh, you're put just, some respect on Tommy Townsend's Nick name the next time he wants to start yapping his gums. Nick Schwartz firing shots at former Chiefs punter. Washed up. 16-year veteran. Yeah, washed up. Dustin uh, Colquitt. Zero, zero first-team All-Pro punter, Dustin Cole. By the way, I am going to
3: need Jason Kelsey to retire so that Creed Humphrey can start um, getting all these All-Pro votes. Yeah. Because until he does, correct. I feel like he's just stuck in second place until Jason Kelsey goes away.
2: Yeah, fair enough.
3: <laughs> I love Jason, but, you know, we're looking to turn to get our guy Creed Humphrey some All-Pro votes here at some point. Next up on watch Trending, two big wins for Kansas and K-State, both winners last night in their big 12 matchup. Obviously, Kansas down 10 about five minutes to go into
2: Oklahoma and eventually made the comeback. Yeah, I hope some of you met, bet them 7-1. It was a great value to bet. <laughs> great, great value. Yeah, yeah.
3: Missouri will take on Texas A&M tonight at 7.30 at Texas A&M.
2: Just Nick, four. you got them at 7-1, right? I don't know, someone should check. I don't, think yeah, Car- I, don't, yeah. I don't think Carrington got them at 7-1. Even one, higher right?
1: than that for me, actually. Yeah, 8.50 or something yeah, like I mean, that. Maybe even yeah. more. Uh,
2: next up on what's trending, Lamar Jackson. Still questionable for the Ravens' playoff game this weekend against Cincinnati. And uh, then we also learned that Tua, once again, has not been cleared. He is out for the Dolphins game against Buffalo. That means Skylar Thompson is likely to start uh, on Sunday. Is, Sunday. is that the Sunday game? I think it's the Sunday game. Yeah. Start this weekend. How about that? Either way.
3: I think it's going to be interesting to find out whether or not Tua ever plays again, but he certainly shouldn't play the rest of this year. And Lamar, it felt like it was all trending towards it, but then all of a sudden you get here and you're like, ah, he's still in trouble with his knee. You're like, he's not going to play either. Which means he's 6'7. Yeah. These 6'3 and 2-7 matchups against two of the Chiefs' biggest competitions don't seem quite as tough as it is before. Next up on Watch Training the Carlos deal. Hold on, wait. Official! Like he's <laughs> like actually, actually signed with a team. Like done-done. Like they're gonna have a press conference today to actually announce him as mm. a member of the Minnesota Twins. So whatever the hangups were in the all of the physicals that he had for the mini teams, he almost signed with. The one with the Minnesota Twins at least went through. Remember that deal yesterday, six years for $200 million. Can be worth up to $270 million. And obviously the Twins have some protections, I would say, yeah. in that because of the injury stuff.
2: Next up on What's Trending, uh, tomorrow we're going to have a fun programming announcement really excited about tomorrow, right around 10.05 to start the show. You want to be tuned in, as you always should be. But 10.05 or so tomorrow, got a fun announcement uh, geared up for the Chiefs playoffs that we're going to be uh, discussing tomorrow. Can't wait for that, man. I, well, I can, you, can you give us a hit? Um, well, I think it's going to involve... It's going to... A little shade of blue as well. A little shade of blue. But for Red Friday. Mm-hmm. A shade, a of, shade blue. of blue on Red Friday. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Next uh, to look on Nick's face right now. <laughs> shade of blue. So tomorrow, 10.05. How are you at Riddles? Shade of blue on Not Red good. Friday. That's all I'll say. Listen at I'm 10:05 good at crossword tomorrow. puzzles, though. That's cool. Good for you. Yeah. Do you ever do a crossword puzzle? Have I ever? Yeah. Have I ever done one? Haven't done one in years. Have I ever done one? Yeah. You can strike me as someone that's on the toilet doing one.
1: I like crossword puzzles, not on the toilet. I do the mini crossword uh, for the New York Times every day. Really? Yeah. I could try to. On, on the app or what? Cause you, you, don't you obviously have that. Website. The, no, yeah, you just go okay. to the website and then you just. It takes like. Are you a Wordle guy then too? No, I no. just do the. Okay. I just do the uh, the mini crossword. It, it. I try. I'm trying to beat my PR. I have a PR of 37 seconds. Oh wow. but I'm usually hovering in between one and two minutes. How many total clues is it? It's five by five.
3: Okay. I haven't done that one. I like doing crosswords though.
2: I don't do them as much as I used to, but they're fun. Cool story, man. Thanks. Thanks for the thanks for that. Sounds Until like tomorrow, ten oh five. We won't be talking about crosswords. I though. promise. It's, I promise it has nothing to do with crosswords. Or the app. I pro- or the app, the or, great, the best app in radio. Cabin.
3: Yeah, and it has for- nothing to do with any of those things, unless That's you're right. really interested in, and in which maybe.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what's trending. Thinking of announcements, something we already been telling you guys about. We are really looking forward to this Friday, and that is our beer release par- beer release party at uh, Cinderblock Brewing, six o'clock. Dusty's gonna be doing his show out there as well. We'll be hanging out. We had a great turnout last year. Kick off the postseason. Have some great beer once again. The playoff pilsner, different beer than last year too. So if you're like, oh, I had. Beer was different beer. Same brewery, different beer, though. Another Pilsner. A little bit different, I've been told. A little, a little, oh, you're told it's a little different? I've told it's a little bit different. Usually when you brew something, dip, you
3: know, like in a different time, it can have a slightly yeah, different absolutely. flavor component. Or, or they could use different hops. I, Who haven't, knows?
2: I haven't tasted it. Who's I think, the person giving you our, this inside information? I believe our boss is, as maybe in Bink, might have been involved. I don't know. Sources. Speculation and sources. That's, it's another Pilsner. I know it's a Pilsner.
1: I like the, the first ever report that's included both speculation and that's right. sources. <laughs> uh-huh. That's right. So their source is only speculating. The <laughs> one thing I can't, I'll okay, <laughs> add all
2: three: source, speculating, and I can confirm Nick won't be there.
1: <sighs> wow. I lot. can also confirm that report. Perfect. Is he your source? <laughs> is Nick your source? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, please cite your sources if you're going to rip me off like that. Nicholas Schwartz.
2: you got to protect your sources in this business. That's right. That's right, Nicholas. It's a good one.
3: I'm the only one, I guess, who doesn't go by a shortened version of my name on this show.
2: Yeah, Cody's Cody.
1: You can call him Code. Codester. Code Man. That's not short. That's longer. (laughs) That's not the shortened
3: version of my name. But it's cooler. It's objectively not.
1: Hmm. We gave you a nickname last year that you didn't like. We just included an extra letter.
2: He's trying to figure out what it is. I assume
1: it's Wokey. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we called you Chode Man Cody for a while. You didn't like that. Or Chody. (laughs) It didn't
3: last very long. You didn't like it. No, I'm not a huge fan. Hmm. Shocking work on some other nicknames later, yeah what
1: if I, I did what if i came back the week after and did my own event somebody on the text line says if i could do a separate event what if i came back friday none of you it's just me though Just <laughs> and there's you no Center special Mark. beer release it's just me hanging out drinking beer go for it i guess have fun be nice of you to actually do
3: that for the listeners because if somebody hadn't had a chance you know i don't know how many public things we we haven't done that many public things only a few listeners have had a chance to actually meet that's you. not true
1: we yeah, we've we did the toy drive twice. Yeah, we done a toy drive twice. We did the Creed is good wiffle video. Ball. We did the we did the guest bartending event. We did wiffle ball. We did the thing at the at Kaufman. Can we do a lot? <laughs> yeah, I like. It. What are you talking about? We do one like every two
3: months. But maybe somebody missed all six of those and wanted to meet you at this one.
2: <laughs> they really don't want to meet them.
1: If I mean, serious. how many opportunities do I? We got to give him <laughs> more.
2: It's all about kicking off the playoffs, though. So, uh, you know, that's like, why we're going to be there on Friday. Uh,
1: I love just like I love that silence when, you know, the wheels are turning. Like, how do I transition? Yeah, there is none. There
2: is none. There's it's just no way. But last year heading into the postseason, I feel like you could have said, all right, this was a problem or a weakness about number 15. And the about, way the that she's In And about Patrick Mahomes. This year, Patrick Mahomes is going to end up winning MVP. We'll find that out. Uh, the night before the Super Bowl. Again, I hope that Patrick Mahomes will be unable to attend that event because he will be getting ready for the Super Bowl and the team will not be available for that event. That's what we can all hope happens. But he's going to win MVP. And you look at the numbers he put up this year and you compare even his turnover numbers to guys like Burrow, same number, Josh Allen, fewer Does Patrick Mahomes does in terms of interceptions. What is, what is the weakness this year, man? I, I don't know if that exists. Of course, you can always be better, but number one offense without Tyreek Hill, you got more touchdowns than anybody else in football, got more
3: yards than anyone else. Number one seed.
2: Like there's nothing that's glaring. That's like last year was obvious too many, clearly too many turnovers in the first nine weeks or whatever it was.
3: Well, and they wouldn't. Well, the biggest problem with Mahomes too, is like, everybody said he wouldn't check down and then they got into a game against Cincinnati and he kept heaving it down the field. Remember they dropped eight every time and said, we knew he'd get bored. That was clearly the biggest weakness for Mahomes last year. It is awfully hard to have a conversation about that. They have more yak yardage than any team in the NFL. He drops it off all the time. I don't even think about that as becoming an issue anymore. I think the only argument you can make, because there's two things that we say are critical flaws for the Chiefs that could cost them a postseason game their special teams and their turnovers. The problem is so normally you'd be like, well, it's the turnovers then. That's Mahomes' biggest problem. That's his biggest weakness. And while it's probably the biggest. Just saying it's that because we talk about the turns of the team is completely unfair, because it's not just him turning it over. You mentioned his interceptions; those are the ones he's responsible for based on the number he does it. He's about league averaging that. The special teams has lost the football five times, fumbles like Travis Kelsey's or Tony, whatever. Like there are much more costly turnovers for the Chiefs than just the normal interceptions under a course of a normal season. Mahomes throws. It's hard for me to make a legitimate argument that it's some huge flaw. It's probably the biggest one I would make an argument is he turns it over. I don't know, a little too much, but it is hard to complain about that because we know based on NFL history, when you go for 5,400 yards and 43 touchdowns, you're probably going to turn it over a couple of times. That's just how this works.
2: Yeah. And when it's an MVP season as well, I mean, you're, you're having the best season I'll say quarterback because, let's be honest, MVPs are going to quarterbacks only nowadays. So you're the best quarterback that season in football. And so it's awfully difficult knowing how talented quarterbacks are, this young group of AFC QBs we've been talking about a lot with the AFC playoff path. If you're the best of the bunch in that given year, uh, you're having a hell of a season, and it's very hard to find what the weakness is in this particular time. I mean, in everything else – I, I mean, I never
3: thought, like, if you really look at the Chiefs season objectively, I think it's kind of hard sometimes because I think people want to view the Chiefs as weaker than they are, right? They want to view them, not like, not as far as the Vikings go, where you're like, you just don't take them seriously. But there are people looking for a reason to be like, the Chiefs aren't as good as 14-3. and three. I'm like, well, that's why I pointed out that 6-2 and two record, right? Or the fact that he's the MVP or that they're not turning, you know, like, the, the team itself has, like, Mahomes is doing Everything right, everything right. He's making this spectacular plays. He's throwing for yardage. He's throwing for touchdowns. He's throwing for yardage. He's checking it down. Like I don't know right now what you would choose to nitpick about his game. He's playing better than anyone.
2: I'm curious on the text line too nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Where are you guys at feeling wise, knowing it's a bye week and all that, but entering this compared to how you felt this time last year, compared to how you felt the year they won the Super Bowl. Even if you can remember back to 2018 when it was his first year as a starter, and they lost, of course, in the title game to Tom Brady and the Patriots. Like the feeling going into the postseason about the team. I know those early, those first two years, uh, it was the unknown. You hadn't experienced the Super Bowl win, uh, you hadn't experienced the AFC title game. So that was all fresh and new for everybody. Now you're on the verge of potentially playing in five straight, but. As a team going in, like do you do you feel better right now than you did a year ago entering the postseason, knowing what you are, knowing what ev- what the rest of the teams are, or do you feel worse? Because last year they weren't the number one seed heading into the postseason. They weren't. They were the the two. They ended up hosting, as we know, because Tennessee got upset. And we didn't take
3: the one seed all that seriously, so we still thought yeah. that they were better than the one
2: seed. But did you feel like? Because for me, knowing how it's all played out, and also a year now, I saw Cincinnati beat you again, like. Kansas City has as good of a chance as anybody to win it. They're Super Bowl favorites for a reason, but they're, more not, they're, their way. they're definitely not, oh my gosh, the big bad so, Chiefs, nobody can beat them like maybe you felt a year or two ago. Um, but they have just as good of a shot as anybody, man, to hoist the Lombardi Trophy as far as I'm concerned.
3: Better about the team, worse about their chances to get to the Super Bowl. The reason why is there are more, I feel, this year, there are more teams who can stand in their way. Last year, getting into the postseason, I was only worried about one team standing their way of going to the Super Bowl. It was just Buffalo. This year, I'm worried about Buffalo, Cincinnati, and the Chargers. And I know that, like, I'm worried that those teams could stop them from getting to their inevitable goal. I don't think the Chargers are going to the Super Bowl, but I do think that they could stop you from getting to where you're trying to go. Last year, I was only worried. And it ended up last year,
2: there were two. I was going to say, it's almost the same. You know, we didn't know it at the time, yeah. There were two. It it turns out there were two. Buffalo and Cincinnati, whereas this year, the good news is you're saying the Chargers, you know, for this year you could argue it's only one. You could actually argue only one team because you're not going to play Buffalo and Cincinnati. You're only going to play one of them. So in a way, it almost, in a way it's really one team, depending on what your feeling and is on the Chargers. You know, I, I think the Chargers can win their wild card. I don't see the Chargers rattling off two or three wins. And you can say, well, that's what we would have said about Cincinnati. I, I got more questions still basically like Cincinnati. At least at that point, we already had seen like Jamar chase looked unstoppable. Burrow was playing as good as any quarterback at the time. And by the way, those things are all still true right now. Yeah. Um, but for the Chargers, like, I don't look at Herbert and think he's playing his best football of his his young he's career. He's not. Their defense at, is playing I, their best football, but at, he's not. I don't look at Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and like, say, man, those guys are unstoppable. One's hurt right now. And I just don't think they're unstoppable. You know, their defense has played a lot better. So it, it's a little bit different. I actually would argue that heading in, it still is only one team, Buffalo or Cincinnati, which is then you should feel. Then why do you feel worse? They got a better record. They got a quarterback playing
3: better, and only one team stands in their way. 15 seconds ago, you're like, I feel worse. Don't. Based on everything you just said, you should feel so much better. Because if that's all accurate, which it kind of is in its own right, it just depends on how much you believe or don't believe in Chargers' the reason why ability feel, the reason why to beat Kansas still worse City in one game.
2: In general, I don't think the gap. Like, last year, I still felt like there was a decent gap. Like, the Chiefs, Between to me, them and the next heading into the postseason, yeah. I thought last year the Chiefs were the best team. In this football. year you're like the this Cincinnati, year, the Bills, I, I and the Chiefs might all be the same. People disagree with me, obviously, in Kansas City, but I think Cincinnati is the best team in football. I really do. Unfortunately for them, they got to go on the road twice
3: and, if they're going to get there.
2: But I, I do think Cincinnati is the best team in football. I, I, I just do. Um, and so, if you're asking me, still take the neutral site stuff out of it, like I would still rather play Buffalo than Cincinnati. Now, I want the home game, and that gets into the complicated scenarios, but. Cincinnati is more dangerous than Buffalo. I understand both beat them this year. Both beat the Chiefs that is this year. But Von Miller is a big loss for Buffalo.
3: Well, he was a huge determining factor the in that game, the game against out. Kansas City. They're not playing anywhere close to their best football now. And Cincinnati probably is. Cincinnati has been playing their best football for what? Like seven weeks? They've been playing really good. I mean, I get it. It's always an outsider's perspective. Because they got some close wins in there too. And then when we talk about close wins with Kansas City, we never want to give them any credit for what they've been doing. Both teams have had an advantage. Kansas city is one out because one, they're better than most teams. And honestly, they haven't faced a murderer's row in the second half of their schedule. All three of these teams have been tested. The bills, the Bengals and the chiefs all have top 11 end of year strength of schedule finishes. The chiefs are actually dead last in that at 11. That's why I had to draw it out to that number.
2: So they all have, they all faced plenty and that's that yeah,
3: largely goes back Bronc- to the AFC. Broncos
2: twice Raiders during that stretch and you, pl- you got to play the Titans and the Rams.
3: It's hard cuz the AFC is so deep. You'd be and like there's the got to be there's got to be an upset in there, right? There's got to be an upset. Where's it coming? Where's the upset? But if any of the teams, Chiefs Bengals or Bills make the Super Bowl, none of us are going to think of that as an upset. All three of those teams are plenty good enough to beat each other. The upset would be the Chargers. That's why they did. They, they just stick in there. Where yeah, I'm like, or I, I do the think Jags in beat the Chargers, the Jags, and the
2: Jags yeah. came into Arrowhead in divisional round weekend. And beat yeah, the but I'm just I mean, saying, like,
3: be- yeah, but I, I feel like to me that's less likely. Same. It's not that the Jacksonville can't win a game against the chargers it's just i feel like in my brain i'm having a hard time thinking that if the chiefs get upset in the postseason the divisional round that it's jacksonville that does Yeah, it.
2: the only upset and it's a small one that i think people will predict will be the jags over the chargers i think that'll be the afc upset of the postseason and it's a small one it's the only it's, one it's like a one one and a half point line right now between those two teams as far as the vegas line
3: uh, you can go anywhere you want in the yeah. nfc you can choose the giants to win you can choose the bucks to win you can choose it's your bevy
2: yeah the only one that I feel confident like 100% that's not losing this weekend uh is San Francisco's not losing to Seattle, right? That's the one. That's probably the only one I feel really good about. I mean, about. I guess you I put it in a 10% somebody, chance or somebody something. Somebody might yeah. say Skylar Thompson's not going into Buffalo and beating Josh Allen. And that's understandable, Yeah. Uh, that Oh, if you're talking yeah. both
3: sides, that's the game I'm the most confident. That lines moved to like 13 and a half or 14 points now that 2 is out. It's it's that game's over. <laughs> And like someone on the Texans said, side, eh, you better not come to Mitchell Schwartz. He doesn't. He doesn't agree with the notion that like the Bills gonna buy. Obviously, I'm being a bit over the top. I understand they still have to play a game and practice and travel and put wear on their bodies. But I'm just saying, for first round matchups, they ain't losing it. Thinking of comparing last year to
2: this year. Uh, last year, heading in the postseason, we were starting to get excited about Jarek McKinnon on a much smaller scale. But there was excitement because he was starting to play good. I remember we were we were going through and and talking about potentially who could be a key piece and this kind of this secret weapon, if you will, Jarek McKinnon's name came up last year and it didn't happen for him in the postseason. this year. We've seen it for six or seven weeks at least. And he's been as good as anybody in football in the red zone in the last month and a half. So like he, like I have way more faith that he's going to be part of the equation than I did last year. Last year we were all like hoping like, Oh, it was really like one one game sample size. And we're like, wow, here we go. We've seen that wow for six or seven weeks now.
3: At this point, he is a player we are counting on in the playoffs to win them a game. The way, To me, the way you put it with uh, Justin Watson before the season started. Of the three potential playoff games they could play in, it's the same thing. Like if they're going to win the Super Bowl, I'm assuming Jarek McKinnon's going to have his Damian Williams game, right? Maybe not quite that big. His version of it, if that makes sense. They're going to count on him big in the moments. He is currently... Of all guys, which I don't think you would have expected, he's currently their biggest red zone threat. Like Travis Kelsey and he pretty much have the same number of touchdowns this year, except for Travis Kelsey had one four-touchdown game, right? In the collective other 16 games, those guys are equally targeted and thrown to in the red zone and turn up with a pretty similar number of touchdowns. So to me, there's, you know, like we have to count on Jarek McKinnon I can't believe he's come such a feature piece in this offense. It's wild. Like, to the to the point that in the offseason, we're to have to talk about what the offense looks like without Jarek McKinnon. Now, I still think that if you had a guy like McColl or some of these other things, and you were working your red zone offense differently, maybe things would look different. But Jarek McKinnon, as we said, is the third most important offensive player for you all of a sudden. He's more important than Juju Smith-Schuster. Because he scores.
1: What's wild about it is whether you look at inside the red zone, or if you want to go even farther to inside the 10 yard line, Kelsey and McKinnon are number one and number two in touchdowns in the red zone. Kelsey has 10 touchdowns this year. That's first in the NFL. Jarek McKinnon has seven. That's second in the NFL. I
2: mean, it's crazy for, for much of the season. It was just about, Hey man, Jarek McKinnon is the best pass blocking running back in football, which he still is. And he was so vital in that role all year as the third down back. And we're like, it's and, nice and, that he can and, block. That sounds. And now it's, of course, the blocking of, is still there, uh, but he is a huge weapon in the passing game. What's so
1: funny about it is that last year, this was kind of shocking. I think we talked about it before the season, but the Chiefs' biggest red zone threat, McColl. No, it was Tyreek, Tyreek Hill. yeah. It was Tyreek, and we we kind of looked at those numbers, and we thought, really? We figured it would have been Travis Kelsey, but it was Tyreek Hill. He led the team in targets. He led the team in touchdowns and catches. And we wondered how they would replace it. Travis Kelsey was the obvious answer. I don't think anybody was like, you know what? You know who would be really useful down near the goal line? Shockingly, McCormick was McKinnon second on that team.
2: Kelsey was third last hey, Could you year. imagine, Nick, you're right. Could you imagine in August? I'm like, yes, like, who do you think going to step up? And I said, Jarek McKinnon. I'd I'd say, shut up. Say, I shut been like, up. oh my God, why are we even doing <laughs> I would have been so <laughs> mad at
3: you at training camp if you had been like, <laughs> Sitting out there on some hot ass August day, and we're having this <laughs> conversation. You're like, Jarek McKinnon's my red zone guy. They're like, N- Alex, we're trying to have a serious conversation. Like, you could have said Juju Smith Schuster, yeah. you could have said MVS, you could have said McCole Hardman or Clyde, and you're coming onto this show and you're going to try to tell me Jarek McKinnon is the second yeah, most important red zone target
2: for the Chiefs. We all would have thought, whoever said it was nuts at the time. It's will- a credit like- to Jarek McKinnon and uh, Andy Reid and Eric me this offense evolving and, and adding him because that was like that. I don't believe for a second that was ever part of their no, plan either. So. I just want to
1: add that even with all the time that McCole Hardman missed this year, uh, he still finished the regular season sixth in the NFL in touchdowns inside the ten yard line. They that makes no there. sense. But
3: so wow. when you were mentioning the Tyree Killstat,
1: he missed half a season. <laughs> McCole
3: Hardman was a key feature piece of their inside the 10 red zone offense last season too that's what makes the jarek mckinnon emergence so important it's also what's going to make it i don't know is it going to make it impossible for teams like if you we know that they they are effective and they are good at game planning a way to get mccall away to touch the ball to score a touchdown inside the 10 and now we know that they're great at doing that with jarek mckinnon and we've always known that they're great at doing that with travis kelsey like Before you even include another player on the field, what is the good strategy for eliminating all three of those players inside the tent? I mean, I know this all goes back to the whole point of this conversation when they let go of Tyree Kills. Like, well, they're going to have to do it with like eight guys instead of one, right? Not one guy is going to dominate. They're just going to have to give it to everyone. It's just wild to me that in the end, those guys, McCole Hardman and Jarek McKinnon and I mean, does that mean they just make anyone work? Or is it just like Jarek McKinnon's special? I don't... He's a 30-year-old running back. They signed for $1.25 million this offseason.
2: To blow up the way he has, obviously, he gets a ton of credit for that. I, I, yeah. To your point about, like, the scheme and all that. I mean, there is, to a certain extent, when you have Patrick Mahomes and when you have Andy Reid run right on the show it's amazing how good they can make a lot of players look, right? I mean, we we some of the great quarterbacks have done this throughout their – Some of the great coaches, yeah. Look at Belichick and Brady and how many different wide receivers that they got paid elsewhere because of what they did on a somewhat small scale in New England. But then somebody else said, hey, we'll go pay you big-time money. And The same thing when you're talking about the greatest coaches and the best quarterback, you can make and this is not a shot at McKinnon because again, you don't blow up this way without you doing something right as well. And he certainly has, and part but, of the doing uh, something right for him is just being healthy, true, just being a I think, I mean, look at that touchdown McKinnon had, um, on Saturday, you know, Mahomes and they have to acknowledge the run threat for Mahomes there, yeah. And McKinnon is smart Stopped. enough, and McKinnon stops, that's the relationship they have, but like it's a shovel, you know, it's just a shovel, it's a shovel pass, but that. Them being on the same page, and and the fact that we've seen that play out time and time again, is why if you're a defensive coordinator, I don't know how the hell you match up in the red zone against the Chiefs. As long as the Chiefs, like, we always know there's that fine line of like being creative and being cute. When it works, it's creative. When it doesn't, we always say it's it, it, it's too cute. It's always funny in the in the NFL.
3: I just it like postseason time is when I'm just like just use your, your best ones, the ones that you did in the the middle of the season that got like negative two inside the ten. Eh, maybe not that one. Or any iteration of that one, do a do a different
2: one. Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Up next, we'll head to the sideline and talk with Chief Sideline Reporter Josh Klingler. We'll ask him about Jarek McKinnon and what he think is what he thinks is going to happen this weekend in the NFL. Here on Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwartz with you. Real quick, I saw this come out from Caesar Sportsbook. I only bring it up because it involves a Kansas better. A Kansas better just dropped $100,000 on a playoff game this weekend, the 49ers and Seahawks game. The Niners are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. This better bought roughly 14-and-a-half points to get it to the Niners, plus four-and-a-half. That means it's now minus 1,200. A hundred thousand to win eighty three hundred dollars. Spoiler, it's a dumb bet, by the way. I don't it's, think you need the eighty
3: three hundred dollars that bad if you uh, have a hundred thousand
2: dollars to wager on that. That's just nuts. And it's it's someone here somebody in Kansas hopped on Caesars
1: app, wired over some money. Nick, was it you? Hundred K. Yeah, but it was me on behalf of Carrington. Yeah. Carrington said he needed Kansas better. So I offered to do it <laughs> for <laughs> that's him. Very yeah, nice that's that's very nice. Since Gold true.
3: won't do it for me yeah. anymore.
1: Some, think about it, There's someone
2: somewhere that in their group chat, I'm sure, asked a buddy, hey, can you uh, can you make the bet? I'll Venmo you 100K. Yeah, I don't think it works that way. But that's exactly the I mean, same thing.
3: If someone Venmo me 100K, I guess I'd make the bet. I think
2: it's like a $500 a day or $5,000 $5, a week limit or something on Venmo. Something like that. Anyway, let's talk some uh, Chiefs football with Josh Klingler, who, I don't know, Kling, you were, you were fast asleep at this point, but I don't know if, if Carrington tried to reach out to you to make a, a wager when KU last <laughs> night was 7-1. to no, He huh. was very upset with me for not seeing his text in our group chat. Uh,
4: but I, there is a point in time where I do mute the group chat.
2: Yeah, as you should. So do I. Yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah, what was, happened.
4: It, it was, I think, about... Uh, 14 discussions deep <laughs> into where do you think the Chiefs will play <laughs> in the AFC Championship
2: game. It wasn't the <laughs> Magic City point. wing discussion. That's the thing. If it goes to Atlanta, Magic City wings. I, I guess so. That's the thing.
3: I'll be honest, for Kling. Anytime I open that group chat and there are 40-plus messages, I don't read any of it. <laughs> I just clear it and move on with my life. Yeah. So know, if you I want know. something from me and it feels like the group chat's been going for a while and I haven't talked, assume Go I direct. will have seen none yeah. of it. Yeah, that's safe.
4: That's a safe play.
2: You were in Las Vegas uh, this past weekend, and we know that was, and I guess still technically is a potential site for the for the neutral uh, site game if we actually get there. I know Fesco was, was saying that he's here, and it's going to be Atlanta. Where where were you hoping it was going to be, or where do you still hope it was going to be? Uh, I I
4: like Nashville, so it'd be it'd be the the city aspect of it. I know the the stadium's, stadium's not everybody's dump, favorite, and yeah. I haven't seen anything of what they have going on. They always have eight million events going on, and they have tons of hotel space. So that one seemed like a, a, a pretty good one to me. Titans out. So uh that one that one wasn't bad. Uh I, I do I do appreciate the I don't know if it's infighting or pettiness or however you want to describe it of the uh you know, well we don't want to go there. Well we don't want to go there. <laughs> right. So I, I, I do I do appreciate that aspect if that's going back and forth in quote unquote negotiations. But um yeah I, I just I all told I'm just really I guess disappointed. I, I, I just don't like that this is going to open the door for the league to do this in the future. I I, I, I love the AFC and NFC championship games being on a, on a home field. And I, I don't think that that's going to be long for this once they see it, Uh, you know, in action it's if they see it in action and it's going to be a success. You have the two perfect fan bases to try this out as a, as a test balloon. And, and then the league's going to move towards, Conference championship games that are played at neutral sites, and we'll have the the college, basically the college format: two semifinals and a and a uh, and a uh, a final game at, at neutral sites. I, I just don't want to open the door for that. I think what the NFL does is pretty cool. I wish, you know, I hope it's not. I, I believe it's something they're looking at moving moving forward. It's just they're gonna maybe have the opportunity for a sneak peek this season.
3: I was, I I still feel like it's maybe not conspiracy theorists, but I feel like that's too. That's like thinking the NFL a little too few steps ahead because I don't think that they ever really wanted to even do this cling. Like, I don't think they ever wanted to get to the point where they had to do this. They just didn't know how to do this in the effort of fairness, which is why the site is so interesting. I don't think you can change all of this, do all of this and then stick that game in Cleveland, three hours from Buffalo. You ruin the entire illusion of doing it under the guise of neutral site.
4: Yeah. Now, do I think that they have discussed this at some point in time? Probably. Um, and are they getting a? Are they getting a say, free
3: preview? Into, yeah,
4: yeah. They're getting they're getting a an example of it that was.
2: I think we lost connection there with Kling. You know, my feeling on the neutral side. I mean, that's what I said last week. I I'm 100 with Kling. I that is a concern. I don't think it's happening next year, but a concern of mine would be that for sure. There's a financial revenue uh, stream to potentially add uh, of neutral site games. You know, we, they got Thursday night games every night of the week now, or every week. I should so say it's and like, it's not going to be all that neutral, man. Sh- you
3: put three different neutral site games every year. You're going to run into someone essentially playing one hour from their home, two hours from their home at home. But
2: at least if you knew, here's, here's the reason why it's different then versus now doing a three hours when they you know it's Buffalo. If we knew in 2028, let's just say hypothetically, Cody in 2028, the AFC title game is going to be in Indianapolis. And we, you knew six year, you know, you knew five years in advance, people wouldn't be as upset about it being so close. Like it'd be, Oh, they didn't. They didn't know it was Buffalo in Kansas City. Yeah, but Whereas it still sucks when it works it, out that way. You sure, know? but now they have a. They have an opportunity to avoid putting it three hours away from Buffalo if they want.
3: Yeah. The funny part about this, by the way, there's a there's an article over the Athletic, by the way, that says uh, Lamar Hunt used to like the idea cling's of neutral back side. Back. Game. Clings, clings Lamar Hunt liked it. How could you be against it? How dare you? <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, I know. I know. I guess that means the Chiefs like it. Then they will. They will. They've. They've liked. You know. They've kind of been. Um, you know, pretty steadfast on you know Lamar Hunt's visions and what have you. So yeah, maybe maybe it's in trouble. Maybe it's in trouble just because of that. But I just I just love the the atmospheres that you're going to create. Not that you can't create a a good neutral site, but I just think the, the NFL's done it so cool. You got the Super Bowls at neutral site one. I I just wouldn't mess with the conference championship games and and I, you know, I I just, I'm disappointed about that whole thing. Got to get there first. I get it. And there was no perfect answer. I get that as well. If you could assure me that this was a one-off, I'd be uh, much more receptive to it. But I don't believe it is.
3: When you're looking at the games this weekend, Kling, are we at the point now because of the quarterback injuries that no upset is even likely kind of? Out of the AFC, it feels like we're going chalk. Like the Jags and Chargers are a toss-up game anyway, and then it's going to be Bill Cincinnati in the divisional round.
4: Yeah, how could it not be, right? No Tua, probably no Lamar.
3: Yeah, I mean that's it, right? The NFC is going to have to give us the upsets.
4: <laughs> I mean, do you call Chargers over Jags an upset?
3: I don't. Not? not one okay. way or the other. I mean, not that it yeah. matters. The line is a point and a half. But to me, they both won their division. They both are playing good football in their own ways. Neither of those teams are dominant. To me, that's like a pretty normal 4-5 seed even matchup playoff yeah. game.
4: At least according to seed, it might be an upset, but I I, I you know, I like the Chargers coming out of yeah. that one. And I think, yeah, I think the Chiefs face the Chargers, uh, Bills, and, and Bengals will, will do battle.
2: We're talking to Josh Klingler, of course, Chiefs silent reporter for the Chiefs Radio Network. You uh, hear him on Fesco in the morning as well. This, this team, this go-around, the Chiefs heading into the postseason, we were just discussing – Does it feel better or worse for you about this team heading in than it did even this time a year ago, considering who they are as a team, but also what we just discussed, which is the potential path of Buffalo and Cincinnati, but only having to play one of them this go around.
4: Well, I think the last game probably helped um, a little bit. I I would have loved to see them play if they had a, you know, really kind of flex their muscle down the stretch and, and, and showcase themselves a little bit more over the last four games and had a bunch of convincing victories. I think we'd all feel a lot better going into the to the postseason. I think the last game helped, uh, and I think the team needed it too to see that kind of full complementary game. But also, I, you know, I do believe that the gap is is closed. This, t- this particular team plays very close games. And so to think that, again, we, we, we are all jumping ahead, right, to the neutral site thing. But I think that first game will be a tough one. Um, if it's the chargers, we've seen them play the, the chiefs tough twice. Um, Bosa's back, although I, you know, nicked a little bit maybe from the other day, but I, he's going to be back. Um, that's, that's a, that's a tough matchup. It's not a, it's not a walk in the park. So I think the, I think the, the gap is closed a little bit. Uh, but also we've seen the chiefs just play teams a a lot closer than maybe we're accustomed to. And then, yeah, the bills, the, if, 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 your road is chargers, um, and bills or chargers and bengals i mean you're facing two really good teams i mean there's no there's no kind of throwaway there so um it's not going to be an 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 easy road do i feel better or worse than a season ago i don't know maybe a maybe a tad bit worse because i don't i don't like turning the football over like they have at times i think the Defensive creation of turnovers maybe has picked up a little steam here down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, we all worry about special teams still despite a clean game the other day. And so maybe a few more kind of smaller worries. And then I, I do believe in, you know, the, the the teams that they have to face. Again, I the Chargers, I, w- I was hoping we wouldn't even be dealing with them in the postseason, right? How they held that thing together and they play the Chiefs well and they know each other well. And that one would pose a very difficult, you know, opening round game.
3: When you look at Patrick Mahomes going into this postseason, part of the reason I feel better is because their quarterback's playing at an MVP level. So that makes it easier to just have more confidence in the team. But I, I felt like going into the postseason, Kling, we're like, can he check it down? Can he check it down? Can he check it down? And in the important moment, the Bengals kind of laughed at him. They said, we're going to drop eight. We knew he'd get impatient. And Mahomes had the worst half of his NFL career. Going into this year, is there even a knock you can give on Mahomes? Because at this point, other than saying, Oh, he throws some interceptions, no more than Burrow and no more than Allen. Yeah. Then what are you picking on in Patrick Mahomes' game?
4: That the Bengals maybe have the kryptonite. That'd be it, that'd be it, right? I mean, the Bengals have seemingly figured them out a couple of times defensively and really frustrated what they're trying to do. If you get that matchup, maybe we're maybe we're talking about a, a a defense that has done maybe one of the better jobs against yeah. him. Um, I think where you can feel good about it, good bad. I think a lot of the the things that they have gotten into have been self inflicted and you say, clean that up. Don't, don't help any other teams out and nobody can beat you. Nobody can be close to you if you don't, you know, let them into ball games. And so um, I'm not saying be conservative or what have you, but just stay away from those key. Don't, don't try for extra yards on a kick or a punt return, right? Uh, Don't, uh, force it into the end zone when you could kick a field goal if the play's not there. Those types of things just kind of eliminate those, and you feel like, yeah, your teams are still going to have to come and beat you, which is a not an easy task.
2: Lastly, Kling, we, we saw the report out of Arizona. Not only are they moving on from Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, their their general manager, but they perhaps are going to be shopping and trading DeAndre Hopkins, who has two years left on his current deal, but to go along with that, he wants a new deal, it seems any interest because for me, once it requires a new deal, I am, I'm out.
4: Yeah. I think you'd even have to kind of squint to keep the the existing deal. You know, he's making quite a bit of money, um, close to 20 million, I think what 19 and a half or something next year, $30 million
2: and, dollar cap hit next year
4: and a $30 million cap hit. Like you'd really have to probably do some maneuvering to do that. Let alone if it's true that he wants a new deal and he's wants a new deal past the age of 32. So, um, I, I, I think we saw this past off season, uh, they're not in that ballpark, and they're willing to 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 make it work. And so I I, I kind of am too that they're you you go younger and cheaper at that spot. You got Patrick Mahomes, and he can become an MVP with maybe quote unquote lesser lesser things. So yeah, I'm I'm out of the the D hop. I think Arizona also has to move on from that grass field. So hopefully when the Chiefs are back there for the Super Bowl, they have also moved no on to kidding. That, that terrible uh, turf we saw in week one that hasn't gotten any better. So it's become way it little... too
3: big of a story in the NFL this year, Kling. How many fields are yeah, garbage?
4: It really has. And I'll continue to pat the back of the of the of the Chiefs staff, Travis Hogan and the crew out there. Uh, the field there look looked terrific, I thought, all season long. And I've seen a lot of grass fields around the NFL that have been absolute garbage last week in, in yeah. Vegas included. So uh, I, don't, I don't know what the deal is, but I guess the, the Chiefs people need to be the ones uh, spearheading the, no kidding. the standards for around the NFL. <laughs> I hope, hope it's better in Arizona because it was, we couldn't believe it in, in week one, how bad it was. Uh, I, and, you know, there hasn't been any, As long as – unless you guys have seen it, like any massive stories like how they've completely revamped the grass, I can't believe that that was a Super Bowl surface uh, unless they completely, completely uh, scrapped the thing.
2: You may – I mean, look, you've you've been to two Super Bowls and you've seen the destination. My understanding is when there's – unless it's already a turf surface, Super Bowl, they bring in an entirely new playing Mm -hmm. surface before the Super Bowl. So I I think whatever issue Arizona had, they might have issues with that one too, but it's not going to be the identical – the identical one. I just if Kansas City can figure it out in a cold weather city, how on earth Arizona <laughs> and Las Vegas can't figure it out? It's crazy. makes no it's crazy. sense. So, Kling, appreciate it, man. Uh, enjoy the enjoy the bye week. A rare, a rare little week off for you. I'm gonna be like everybody else. I'm just gonna sit on the couch and watch some
4: football. I love every minute of it.
2: No question. There you go. Josh Klingler will be listening tomorrow morning, six a.m. of course on FESCO in the morning, and then next weekend, whether it's Sunday or Saturday. At Arrowhead against the Chargers, Jags, whoever. Pretty they'll sure that's Sunday night game
3: Cincinnati and Buffalo.
2: Most likely, yeah. I think that's a fair guess, yeah.
3: That'll be weird, because if the Chiefs win their matchup against the Chargers or the Jags, most likely, then we'll just be waiting around to find out if they're going to be at home or if they'll be at a neutral site. True. Against. to we'll just be sitting around on the couch, because just think about the way it works. We all knew which game was going to be Monday night football. It's logical. The NFL follows a pretty logical line. Maybe a surprise or two, but if Cincinnati and Buffalo are playing each other in the next round of the playoffs, they're going to be the biggest feature game of that round. Random question. For you, Gold. For you, Nick. And over in the text line, 913-586-7610. Of course, the random question today brought to you by the window source of Kansas City. Today was announced, the games that will be played in the Pro Bowl weekend. <laughs> My question today for you is, which one is your favorite? So here's what you got. You got dodgeball, five-player teams of AFC and NFC going off in a multi-round tournament. There is longest drive. That's like golf, mm-hmm. longest drive. There'll be EA sport. There's precision passing. So we've seen that one before, right? Put the little die on the... Back into the football and figure out which way it's going to go. There's (laughs) kick-tack-toe, which, as you can imagine, is just tic tac toe but with kickers. Best catch, which is going to be a little bit difficult. They're going to perform like, it's like they're trying to go dunk contest, if that makes sense. Celebrity judge panels, rank it out of 10, try to make a spectacular catch. and go by that. There's also relay races and then uh, side-by-side weighted walled competition. Kind of view it as like a tug-of-war situation. It's field day. All right, yeah. it's elementary look, school field. This is much better than a than the the a football game. Field days game. are the,
1: awesome. The game, yes, field the, days are awesome. The game, they get the big the big rainbow tarp thing. That's yeah, not that par- does not seem yeah, to be included. Although about. it Parachute. should. Have been. There's yeah, also
3: I, seven on seven flag football,
0: by the way.
2: Yeah. So look, the, the game has been a joke for a while, and we all, I think, at one point, I think I speak for all of us, when they used to play on the beach and do some of these type of things, that was awesome. That was fun. This, uh, this at least is something fresh and new. I'm sure there will be complaints about it as well. But yeah, to answer your question Cody though. The lightning round one where it's going to have 16 players doing the water balloon toss, yeah. catching punts from the jug machine, thrill of the spill where each conference will throw targets at a bucket above the head of an opposing team This coach. is
3: true field day.
2: That's like, they're field have day. have a bucket stuff. above the head of a coach. I'm like yeah, that'll be fun. That's fun. And look, you're all also to depend- you're in a better mood if you know like we're all going to we're all gonna love the Pro Bowl if the Chiefs are getting ready to play in the Super Bowl. We're gonna think it's the best Pro Bowl ever. The Chiefs players aren't in it. The next week you're going to the Super Bowl. Mahomes not dunking Andy Reid. Yeah, losing fine. in an AFC title game, maybe uh, to Buffalo or Cincinnati, maybe, and then you're like, well, the Pro Bowl. You see Mahomes out there, and we're all sad, and yeah, that'll suck.
3: But I'm, still, be better than the regular dumb game. This is so much
1: better. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think I said this last year, and it's not even me trying to be like, uh, like uh, I'm too cool for. I've I don't think I have watched a single second of the Pro Bowl since Childhood? Yeah. I've watched very little. And almost none. I, I usually just forget it's even on. It's not like I make a conscious yeah. decision not to watch it. I just like I'm not in front of my TV or I forget it's on. Uh it's just uh it's not on my radar. I don't and I don't think there's anything they could do. And that's just it. Go ahead and try whatever you want, because you're never going to get people to watch this thing. You're never going to turn this into an event. Like, the idea that, like, there's any chance of them saving the Pro Bowl, it's just not ever going to happen. No, but I'll watch
3: Oddity on the background, right? Like, the dunk contest, I don't tune into it every year. But if I'm at home and it's on, all right, fine. Like, if I'm at home and the best catch is going on and I got the TV muted while I'm playing with the kids for a minute... I'll watch to find out if DK Metcalf can reach back behind his head and try to do something like between his legs to catch him. I'll, I'll watch that, right? I'm much more likely to watch that than is what is essentially just guys going through a light practice. I'm just going to jog in because that's all the Pro Bowl game had turned into. Matter of fact, I think they're more likely to try hard in seven-on-seven flag football because then at least you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe he still got around that guy, right? There's just there's yeah. more possibility. I'm interested in best catch. I'm curious to find out if they can make anything out of that. Yeah. Because we know why the dunk contest works. Is there a way to catch a football, interestingly enough, that makes me
1: Wait, Didn't in they in a, didn't they do something like that last year? Wasn't there some sort of weird skill thing with like Stefan Diggs and yeah. Trayvon Diggs? Yeah, they did, yeah, they did do that, right? Because that was the joke was that both the Diggs brothers were in it.
3: I want to find out whether or not they can make that interesting enough to be there. You're probably right. The lightning round one is the most ridiculous grouping mm-hmm. of settings that just kind of creates this. And the dodgeball one always makes me think of that time Alex Smith just dirted one in a dodgeball game in which he's an NFL quarterback. But the, the rest of them, I'm kind of intrigued by. Yeah, because
2: they've definitely done the dodgeball thing before. We've seen that happen.
3: Longest drive didn't do much for me. Like, I get that all these guys golf,
1: but I don't know.
2: Do yeah, I really rather, care how see, hard they can hit a golf
1: ball? I'd rather yeah. see quarterbacks just try to
2: throw it the furthest than actually. Why don't they just do?
1: Why don't like? they just do a big match thing like they do with, like they did with Mahomes and Brady and Rogers? Oh, like and one of
2: the days they just mic up a bunch of NFL players. That would be fun.
1: Just have a bunch of four-man scrambles. I mean, Who cares?
2: That's Nobody's going to watch it the, anyway.
3: The one thing, and I'm sure it's for an injury. Reason, the one thing I is never it still understand: still
2: Hawaii or no? They're
3: doing it on this year's oh, Super site, which is Vegas. A, yeah.
2: Oh, you know what? By the way, that might also be why they can't do it. They don't, games back, I mean, I know they could do it, but... AFC, the Pro Bowl might cause a problem, yeah.
3: I don't know how much prep they have well, to do. Well, and if anything, but. everything will be kind of in place, somewhat. But when you... Like, the one thing I don't understand that they haven't included at this point, and it might be injury, is why aren't we doing the 20 fastest players in heats of five for a 40-yard dash determining a winner? This I don't, I don't, I don't understand. don't understand. Like the
2: injury stuff, I think.
3: that's. Honestly. I mean, isn't that what you want to see?
1: It's the, they're just running it's, at- the, it's the injury stuff. I'm going to be honest, man. I don't know how else to make this more clear. I don't want to see any of it. What's your favorite <laughs> one? That was the question. <laughs> the golf. Just have them play golf. Just completely the do risk. nothing football related. Have them do a talent show. Like, I don't care. Because any time you try what, to They're going to, like, spin batons? Or comedy. It could be, like, a hidden talent juggling. <laughs> I don't know. Karate. <laughs> What if there's a guy in the league that's like a black... How do
3: you like do black... karate is a hidden talent? Break
1: boards and, like, fight ninjas and throw nunchucks. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't think you throw nunchucks, but you could. I think you swing them, well, probably. Oh, you could uh, throw the stars. Throw the throwing stars. Do you even know anything about karate? You're no, just sick. No, obviously not. <laughs> like, is that not apparent? Just, like, throw nunchucks. Fight ninjas, yes. Hire ninjas and then have them fight them <laughs> off. Break boards. Break a, break a center block with your head. I don't know. But that would be cool, wouldn't break it? Break a cinder block with
2: your head. <laughs> Not a piece of wood, a cinder block with yeah. your head. i like, NFL, what?
3: we're worried about concussions. Yeah. Come watch our off-the-climber <laughs> yeah. break a cinder what? block what? with his head. Hey,
2: but you're interested, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, would I watch? Yes. Yes. If that's the only goal is watching, there's a lot of random stuff they could do. If that was the only part we had to worry about and, and there wasn't anything else to go with it. I just, again, truly, hopefully the Chiefs don't even have anybody in this. Truth game, or dare. So.
1: For them? Yeah, they, they play they play truth or dare. <laughs> sure. Spin the, the bottle. You have a thing about spin the bottle. <laughs> Nick the brings bottle. that up a lot. What?
3: Nick, just out of curiosity, since Gold's right, you have brought it up a lot. <laughs> have you
2: ever actually played spin the bottle? Do you yeah. like it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I <laughs> still, still
3: do. <laughs> still
2: do actively. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Is that what you're doing instead of coming to s- the beer release party on Friday night? Yeah. yeah.
1: Spin the bottle with friends. Played all night. <laughs> we <laughs> play for <laughs> hours and hours. Never gets old. Oh yeah, how about food eating contests? Yeah, oh. somebody said here a pie eating contest. I think all sorts of food. between offensive linemen or just like everybody. Anybody? You want to see if the skinny guy. can You know, get if a Josh job, Allen's like, you know what? I know how to put down tacos. Then let him in. I mean, I'd probably watch that. I'd be fine with that. Just <laughs> like stop trying to make it football related. And that's what I mean. They are kind of. I mean, yeah. honestly, they. I mean,
2: I think that is exactly what they're trying to do to a certain. There's extent. a couple
3: of football things like precision passing, but that can be interesting, right? Watching them try to like. I think it should just be. It should just be all like. Uh, Paintball. Annie Oakley, though. It should be like your teammate has to put a helmet on and put like a cup on the top of his head. He's going to try to knock it off like Varsity Blues. It's got to be that.
1: Annie Oakley. It's got to all be like, it's there's like got to the be most, a risk for personal most harm. Most dated reference ever, you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Leave it to Cody on this show to bring up an 1800s reference. <laughs> nice, job. nice job. Nice job, man. Nice. Well done. Uh, who knew Cody was such a Buffalo Bill fan? You're Buffalo, a Buffalo Bill Cody, you're a Buffalo Bill fan. Got to stand, by Buffalo Bill Cody. Got to stand up for. Oh, dude, have, Cody's. yeah, dude, haven't yeah, played, haven't played
1: drinking games. Someone said lineman. The dr- like quarters, they're just yeah. we're just watching televised quarters Beer between pong, yeah, flip, cup. flip cup,
2: chug off, yeah. Oh, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Josh Allen in that
1: group doing. Oh, David Bakhtiari would win the. the I jog-off. mean, Post
3: Malone got that tattoo because Kelsey and Mahomes beat him in beer pong. So this we gotta assume true. they're very good. This is true because I assume Post Malone plays a lot. Remember that, remember that
1: video of, ear pong. of David Bakhtiari at the Bucks game a couple yeah. years yes. ago? Just absolutely. Demolishing. Of the theirs. Bucks. Did
2: you see the latest rumor about your guy, Aaron Rodgers? After, of course, he's got his offseason season. Guy, for him. My guy or his it's, guy? It's definitely your guy, Aaron Rodgers. Why is he my guy? You guys showed the trip.
3: ayahuasca journey. Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And we know it's the offseason now for Aaron Rodgers. That I guess it was TMZ reporting that Aaron Rodgers is dating the Bucks owner.
1: Yeah, that's daughter. been that's Bucks been, been daughter, a that's sorry. been a rumor for like been, Bucks owner's that would daughter. That was been quite the story. <laughs> that's that's been the a rumor right. for the Two daughter or of three. the Bucks owner. The heiress to the Bucks, how about that? Yeah, it's been a rumor for like two or three seasons now. But it, it it's come out again. Eric, good for Aaron Rodgers. He's in the Derek Jeter phase of his career where he's only dating women like a decade younger than him.
2: Good for him. Is there a ten year gap? She's Rod- not. Rodgers, she's Rodgers. not. He's
1: like she's like thirty six, isn't he? Thirty seven. Uh, I mean, that sounds about yeah. Right. He's right around there. 37, 38 Uh, yeah, he's about Cody's age. Uh, maybe a little younger. And I think Mallory she, Edens or whatever is uh, her name. I want to say she's like she just based off the, the optics, she looks like she's like late twenties at most.
2: Uh she is twenty-three. 23. <laughs> 20 uh are you kidding? No, me? she's she's twenty-six. That's still quite a guy. She's twenty six. Good for him, man. This article he says Aaron Rodgers, thirty nine, Mallory Edens twenty six.
1: Be successful, get rich, get old, and then start dating women. 12 years younger than you. That's the that's the dream. For other guys, not for me. I'm happily said, in a relationship. He actually thinks that
2: should be the Alex Gold yeah, I'm pre, going forward.
1: I'm pre-engaged. Yeah, Nick is basically already engaged mm-hmm. without the ring. Think about that, Gold. The, your future wife might still be in high school. Uh, oh don't, my God. Don't put it like that. <laughs> well, that's the. I mean, that's the. I mean, no, Aaron Rodgers no. could have said that that's ten years ago. That's not how we I like how we the this. way you put that. That's at all. not how we do
3: this. You're also, not going to start dating years.
1: her for a while. Gold's
3: birthday is actually tomorrow. It is on which January will make 12th. him thirty three 32 Sorry, age by a year. That's fine. So his, but in this case, his
1: future you wife you will would be meet, twenty. You will meet. Your she wouldn't be able wife. to legally be able to drink. I'm saying he will meet his future wife in six years, at which point she will be twenty two. That's you a less creepy said, way to say you it. You said
2: that, not me, and it's still creepy. A That's
1: a bit. less creepy I, way to say it. But, but you already... Way had, less.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the random question of the day. Reverse ageism. This up,
3: actually one went less crazy than yesterday. Well, so. yes.
2: Yes. Uh, <laughs> coming up next, though, every postseason, there seems to be one player that, that steps up. Maybe unexpectedly, Cody thinks he knows who has to be that one this year.
3: There's Kelsey, to the Cody and Gold brought to you by Gann Asphalt and Concrete
4: for asphalt, concrete and parking lot maintenance. GAN Asphalt and Concrete, one contractor, all things parking lot, trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 11:30 on your official
0: broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one,